Thank you for your giving today. Uh, the support is amazing. Uh, we have four teams traveling. Uh, Michigan, parts of Indiana, and parts of Illinois, a little bit of Ohio also, too. Uh, we do this all year round, uh, raising support. Uh, so, praise God for that. Thank you so much. I'd like to have, um, I'd like to have Molly share her heart with us. Hi. Um, my story is just the same as anybody else's here. I grew up with two parents that were addicted to heroin. I was severely neglected and so they thought it would be a good idea to give me to my Aunt Kelly and Uncle Matt, and they just physically and emotionally and sexually abused me. Um, I hopped around from that home to back to my parents, and at the age of eight, my dad died of a heroin overdose, and I, I found him. Uh, I've never really dealt with death like that, and so, you know, I was eight years old and I didn't know how to deal with it, so I just stuffed, and, and then at the age of 12, my mom died from the same thing, and. You know, I was orphaned at 12, and I thought that that was my identity. I thought I was an orphan, and I'm, my name wasn't Molly anymore. That's what I wore, was an orphan. And so instead of accepting love from anybody and or God, I was mad at God. I thought that I'd gone through enough in my childhood and that I should at least have one parent, and I had no one. So I went and turned to earthly love, which did not fill the hole in my heart that I had. I needed the agape love that God gives. and. So that just led me down a dark path. And I, I remember when I came into Teen Challenge, you know, I came in for lunch, and there's like 30 women, and I was a little nervous, but I was met with that agape love. I didn't understand why all these people wanted to talk to me, say hi, you know, just show that love, and I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. But since coming to Teen Challenge, I now know what unconditional love is, and I now know that everyone on this stage loves me for who I am, not what I can give them, not what I can do for them. And I'm here to, I felt rejected as a child. And I'm here to say that I have a faithful father that will never reject me and will always be there for me and just provides immensely. Um, uh, my other aunt and uncle are very supportive with me in this program. Uh, I'm from Ohio, so it's like eight, nine hours away. And it's, I got to have a visit during the bikeathon weekend, and I'm going to get to see them again in two weeks. And so. God's just restoring that part of my family back to me, and he's just letting me know that I'm, I'm his child and I'm not an orphan. I have a father. So thank you for hearing my testimony. Yeah. It amazes me. I do a lot of work with jails, uh, Kent County Jail and, and Ottawa County. And it amazes me what becomes normal in people's lives. And they share their stories with me, and this, it's normal to them but it's not normal. But it's amazing the things that become so normal to us and we begin thinking this is just normal and it's not. The power of God in his life is so much different, amen? And, and he, God is just a God of love that loves us and, and sometimes we don't understand God's love because he's so loving and kind. And we, we kind of feel like at times we have a knowledge that he's, he's an ogre or mad at us at times and, and we have to that we have to do certain things or he's upset with us and that's not God. He just loves us and cares for us and he pursues us. In these testimonies you hear that how God pursued us and he's pursued you, he's pursued our lives, how God loves us. I'd like to have uh, Elizabeth come. This is Elizabeth's first testimony. I don't know if I need to tell you that. But <laughs> it makes it harder, huh? Uh, but she's precious. I'd just like to have her share a heart with us. 
Good morning, um, I'm Elizabeth. I grew up with two really great parents. Uh, they were Christians, they took my sister and I to church all the time, and they tried really, really hard. Uh, but they had this idea that we had to be like the perfect Christian family. So on the outside, like in public, that's what we were, is we were the perfect Christian family. But at home, there was a lot of abuse from my sister, and there was a lot of chaos, and just, it was not a good situation at home. And I just grew up behind a mask, just like stuffing all my feelings, putting on a smile, pretending like everything was fine. Um, when I was a teenager, I got really depressed, and I started thinking about like suicide and stuff. And all these memories from my past just started coming up and like washing over me, and I didn't know what to do with them. So when I was 17, I started cutting myself to uh, relieve that pain and to numb that pain. And cutting was the first pain in my life that I could actually control. But like any addiction, it took control of me. It became my answer for everything. I needed it to get through the day, to feel like a human being. Um, I tried to kill myself. I ended up in just like a really, really dark place. And uh, my doctors put me on like a bunch of medication and stuff, but like nothing helped. And my doctors didn't know what else to do for me. Like they, they didn't know what to do. I was desperate. I came to Teen Challenge desperate and afraid and suicidal and like I knew God my whole life but like I knew what you know what the scripture said and like how much he loved me and how I was forgiven but I didn't believe any of it I didn't know why such a, an amazing God would come and like die for me like I thought I was nothing and I came to Teen Challenge and the first thing that you feel when you come to Teen Challenge is just like love like it's so unconditional and God is just pouring his love on me through all these women and it doesn't matter if I'm having a great day or a horrible day like the love is always the same and I know now that like I'm forgiven and nothing that happened in my past is you know it doesn't have control over me anymore and it's just it's so amazing and I'm so blessed and thankful to be here and for everything that God is doing he's restoring my relationship with my family and my sister my family's super supportive and just thank you for hearing my testimony It's something you're going to hear these testimonies, and some of them were raised in Christian homes, and some of them were raised in other homes and different things. But sin doesn't care where you're at, doesn't care how much money you make, what side of the tracks you're born on. Sin doesn't care, right? The devil doesn't care. But it's the power of God that comes in and changes and shows us love, and it's a ministry. And so, one of the greatest testimonies that I hear time after time from the guys and the girls is that the love that people had when they come to Teen Challenge and how they supported each other and strengthened each other and it's that support that we need and it's, it's what the church is, right? And Teen Challenge is just an arm of the church is all we are. Uh, I, I kind of think that we're the emergency room <laughs> and the church is the hospital, right? And uh, so uh, when these lives need 24-hour care, uh, they give them into our care and we, we do that for a year. We help them and teach them the word of God. And it's amazing to me to, to see these lives come in and, and see them in the first few weeks, the first 30 days. I do a lot of care with the guys the first 30 days. And, uh, and to see them smile for the first time, see them break through at the altar, see them weep and cry, just an amazing thing. Uh, I always tell my wife, it's amazing that we get paid to do this. You know, it's just a powerful how God loves us. And I forgot, my wife is with me too. So, <laughs> hi honey. So, <laughs> Lily, uh, 39 years of marriage, so praise God for her. So.
I'm going to have Samantha share her heart with us. Good morning. I'm Samantha. I'm 31. Um, I've been in the program almost a year. Um, okay, so growing up for me was really dark and traumatic, like most everybody else's stories. Um, my mom is bipolar and a drug addict. So um, it was a very scary time for my little brother and I. Um, we were being severely abused and neglected by her, and we were being sexually abused by the men that were coming in and out of her life. Um, the things that my brother and I were forced to do are unspeakable, and no child should ever have to endure it. And I just dealt with a lot of guilt and shame early on. Um, my real dad was a good Christian man. I was his dirty little secret that he was trying to hide for a while. Um, eventually, I did start getting involved with my dad, and it was wonderful at first. Um, he had a new family. They were heavily involved in church. He was the deacon youth group leader um, and Sunday school teacher at our church. And I started really falling in love with Jesus in this church, and I, I started to feel like a normal child. And I was so excited when I got to be with my dad. Um, but the evil in this world followed me there, too. Um, through a series of events, I started being sexually abused by a relative in the basement of that church. Um, and it really, I completely blamed God for what the devil had done to me. Um, I thought, God is either a monster or he just doesn't exist. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. And I just piled more shame on top of it. And um, so I turned my back from the Lord and I just started you know it starts with the wrong friends and then boyfriends and then drinking and it turned into a full-fledged painkiller addiction um, I I was in a mess and just filled with darkness um, I became a mother but that wasn't enough to stop me and then it was tragedy after tragedy that that little brother that I grew up with he died in a car accident and I was never able to have closure with him, and I really took that burden upon myself. And then um, a stepbrother from a new marriage committed suicide. Um, and then that godly father of mine, it came out that he was a severe alcoholic, and he died homeless somewhere in California. Um, and then worse came to worse, my daughter's little, my daughter's dad overdosed and died right in front of her. Um, you would think that any one of these things would have been enough to stop me, but unfortunately it wasn't. It just sent me further and further into the pit, and um, it put the law and CPS after me, and I just stayed in that mess. I kept trying over and over to get clean and do the right thing, but I would always relapse. Um, so eventually, one of the times I was clean, I met a good Christian man. I fell in love with him. He is a graduate from the program. Um, and when I slipped and he started really figuring out what was going on, he gave me an ultimatum, go to Teen Challenger, it's over. And um, it was his ultimatum that got me to Teen Challenge, but it was Jesus who kept me. Yeah. Um, I'm being completely healed and restored. The altars of Teen Challenge are full of my snot and tears. I mean, I have, God has done so much with me in just a few minutes at the altar than I could ever get from some counselor or group therapy. He has completely healed me and restored everything. I wish I could tell you that it's been all rainbows and butterflies since I came into Teen Challenge, but it hasn't been. Um, CPS did um, start the initiative, and my rights to my daughter are being terminated. 
And to be honest with you, I'm still really struggling with that. It's um, very hard for me, but I'm struggling with it at Teen Challenge, at the altars, and not using pills. And praise God for that, because I would be dead. And I'm just completely clinging to Jesus and his promises and my worth in him, and it's just completely changing my life. And when I graduate in September, I'm going to marry that godly man, and we're going to serve God the rest of our lives. So I'm so excited for my future today. So thanks for hearing my testimony. It's amazing how God just restores and develops relationships in these lives. I'd like to have Camelia come. Good morning, everyone. My name is Camelia, 27, from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland's well known for their sports, LeBron James and the Cleveland Indians. Um, but what people don't realize is behind the scene, it's really a broken city. Um, I grew up in what you call a double-minded home. My mom was a big Pentecostal lady, really into church, but my brother was a big-time drug dealer. Um, we would go to church and come home, and the house would either be raided or somebody just broken into looking for his drugs. But, you know, my mom was very criticized uh, a lot by the church for, you know, not turning her back on my brother. And to me, my brother was my father and he provided for us. So how could this man be bad? Um, eventually things changed. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with my son, Elijah. And um, my mom ended up moving to Puerto Rico, and my brother got locked up for 10 years. So I found myself a child raising a child in a broken city. And, uh, you know, the devil found me in that vulnerable state, and um, I just was overwhelmed with resentment and just abandonment issues. Um, by the time I graduated high school, I was a full-blown alcoholic, depending on the bottle, just to be able to smile and to function um, and to forget, uh, I, by the grace of God, I managed to get a degree in um, medical assistance. Um, but, you know, I had to go walk down the stages of my high school and for graduation for college, and my family was absent. So those successes meant nothing to me, and I, I just gave up on them. Um, I let I let that resentment get a hold of my life, and I started to drink even heavier. Eventually, I met a young man named Jasmar, and he came from a very big family, and he took me and my son in, and you know, they showered us with love, and for once, I felt a sense of family. But uh, drinking ended up not being enough for me, and uh, me and Jasmine started to experiment with heroin. And unfortunately, in December 19, 2016, he overdosed. And as many times as I say this, I still cry because when I walked into that um, funeral home and I seen him in that casket, I knew that should have been me. And my son ran out of that funeral home and for the first time I realized the hell that I had put my child through. The selfishness that I had uh, within myself, you know, and um, I thought that would change me, but it didn't. It drove me worse and I found myself walking the streets of Cleveland and I was just stuck in my mistakes and I didn't know how to get out of it. And eventually I would cry out to the Lord and he heard me and he pulled me out of that darkness and he 
bring me all the way here to Muskegon, Michigan, and put me in this wonderful ministry where I can, like Pastor Bill said, rest from the world for a bit. You know, where he has been able to restore those broken pieces of my heart and renew my mind. And, and like some of the girls said, I have now unconditional love, and I know what forgiveness is. And I'm just, you know, it's way more than religion. It's a relationship with God. And it's just changed my life completely. Um, I walk, I'm standing here in a new person. I walk in victory and in freedom. Last week, you know, God will restore everything the devil has stolen from you. And last week, my mother and my brother and my son sat and came to one of my rallies. And it was just a blessing to know the restoration that God is doing in my life. And that I could put all my faith in him and he will just provide everything that I need and more. Um, and I'm just so thankful for congregations like this that provide for this ministry because I don't pay a dime to be here. And I needed this time to be, to be in rest with the Lord, to be able to know who he was, to be able to live a new life. So I'm very grateful for you guys and I'm thankful for Thank you for listening to my testimony. If you know someone needs Teen Challenge, we have brochures on the back. Um, and so uh, all they have to do is contact the uh, Men's Center, Women's Center. Uh, we have a brand new ministry. We have a heart for the lost. And so we started a brand new ministry a year ago, and I run that ministry. It's a evangelism outreach to Grand Rapids. Uh, so I work with Kent County Jail, I'm a chaplain, and we work with people getting from, teen from jail to Teen Challenge. Uh, I also do recovery programs. I work with Mel Trotter and different programs uh, and teach and minister recovery. So if a person needs 24-hour care, we get them in the Teen Challenge. If they're working in the area, we work with them in, in recovery and help them out in those areas. Uh, we do street ministries um, in Grand Rapids every Friday. It, it is so powerful. We expect God to move in the church, but when he moves in the streets, it's an amazing thing. And uh, we just run into people all the time. Uh, a few weeks ago, probably about five weeks ago, we run into a girl uh, named May, and she was so high on the streets. I've never, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody that high. It just she was, I, I, I refer to her that she was toasted and she just was so out of it. Uh, last Friday, we run into the same girl and I didn't recognize her. And as uh, soon as we walked up, she says, she looked at the other guy with us and she said, you're pastor. And he said, yeah, I'm a pastor. She said, you guys are from Teen Challenge. And we said, yeah. She says, when I seen you a few weeks ago, she said, I tried committing suicide. And she said, and she was working in this, on the streets. And uh, so, She's, she's working at coming in the Teen Challenge. So you pray for me and uh, the Lauras and the people that we meet uh, every week on the streets. It's an amazing uh, opportunity for us to be able to minister on the street. And uh, we also have uh, support forms on the back. And we have newsletters and you can sign up for that. I'm gonna turn this over to Pastor at this time. So let's tell them we appreciate their ministry and that they're here with us. <laughs> 